Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to a brand new episode of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Now, why are you laughing when I say it like that? Uh, just because, you know, it just made me chuckle. I'm not... I, I, I sometimes don't know whether you're being genuine or not. I'm always genuine. Okay, good. I am then never I'm sarcastic. I'm never sarcastic, and I am never wise. I'm just me. I'm just doing my thing. Stay the same wonderful person you've always been. That's fantastic. Um, so here's the deal. that We talked a little bit about this on the last episode of Fed Heads with Linda Miller. And she said the small business provisions of the CARES Act have fair amount of potential for waste, fraud, and abuse. So you, being the smart guy that you are, go out and line up an expert on the small business provisions of the CARES Act to be on the program this week. So kudos to you, Robert Shea. Prescient, aren't I? Yes. It's like almost like you've done this before. Doug Crisitello of Grant Thornton is here. Doug, thanks for coming on FedHeads. It's great to see you again. What are the questions that government organizations are asking you about small business? What insights are they coming to you for right now, Doug? Well, there's been a a really heavy lift on the part of federal agencies just standing up a new program. The size of the Paycheck Protection Program, which is really the, I think it's the cornerstone of the CARES Act. It provides $350 billion over the next couple of months. Uh, but the need is immediate. So how do you get those funds on the street quickly? And, uh, you know, and by quickly, we're talking a matter of days for a process that normally uh, takes months at a minimum. You mentioned $350 billion. As we're taping this, Congress is considering doubling, almost doubling that amount of money. Because yeah. you predicted all along that $350 billion wasn't going to be enough to provide small businesses the amount they need to get through the next couple of months. Right. right. And let, let's put that in context. So if they got that additional slug of money, the, uh, the grand total for this program, which we refer to as PPP, would be $600 billion to be distributed over two months. So $300 billion a month. In, an, in a typical year, SBA disperses less than $3 billion a month in loans. So this is increasing their workload by 100-fold. So it gives you a sense of the challenge that they're up against. And they're getting a lot of flack, actually, about the time it's taken them to get the program up and running, the clarity of the rules and regulations and frequently asked questions and the systems they're using to dispense the money and the banks that they're distributing the money through. Yeah. Well, they are, and I don't think they deserve it. I think their efforts thus far have been Herculean. Uh, Again, give me a system where you increase its usage by 100-fold in a given day, and let's see how it holds up. I think the best of the best in class system would be enormously stressed under that weight. What happens next, Doug? What are the? I usually wait till we get further along in the conversation to ask that. But given how high profile this has been, 
And given how much coverage there's been of this issue in the news already, and SBA is already rebounding to some degree, we're seeing reports that banks are now having more success in connecting to the SBA system and so on. What do the next phases look like other than just trying to parse through the volume of all of these transactions? Yeah. Well, for for this particular program, uh, it, it's, it's really a grant program uh, disguised as a loan. Once these loans are dispersed, quickly they'll need to turn around and determine which of the loans can be forgiven. We'll provide a loan to you for, for a couple of months to cover payroll and some other fixed expenses like your rent, utilities. But quickly, you know, SBA and Treasury to some extent will have to morph into that mode as to who do we forgive and who do we not forgive. And, and then it becomes, I think as we get into the summer, assuming we get back to some degree of normalcy, um, I think this issue of fraud uh, is very significant here because given the need to get these funds on the street quickly, the onus for eligibility, the calculations, the documentation, the onus is all on the borrowers. You know, if you're, if, if you are an existing small firm, if you can demonstrate, um, you know, you have less than 500 employees, some very sort of low bars to get over. If you can demonstrate that, you get a loan. Now, the question becomes, did you comply with everything, you know? Um, and we're making a decision up front that we're going to sort of catch these folks after the fact. So we should go into it understanding that there's going to be both fraud, which intentional fraud, and also unintentional mistakes that are made and improper payments. It's got to be expected on a program that looks like it's going to be $600 billion. So you've been talking to lenders. You've been talking to applicants. You've been talking to agency folks. What is the conversation like, especially with lenders, when they grasp that they're the ones who are going to be making these determinations? Yeah. Well, lenders, banks in particular, are particularly sensitive about what, because of what they went through during the 2008 financial crisis. There is no skin in the game for lenders. They have, there is no financial risk to them. There might be some reputational risk, and, and we've seen that already. I mean, Wells Fargo is getting beat up a bit because, you know, they have a certain allocation of loans that they've, they've already sort of have committed, and they're they're not trying to reach uh, all, all that much beyond that. At least, you know, that was just a news story from a couple of days ago. So no financial risk to these lenders. Um, you know, the only risk that's out there for them is reputational. And, you know, I should emphasize, there's money to be made by lenders here. SBA is paying lenders to originate these loans, these zero-risk loans uh, to small firms. And just to give you a sense of, how, well, how much money is there to be made? Well, lenders can, you know, keep, let, let's just say the minimum that they can keep on these loans is 1%. So at, at 600, $600 billion in lending, that's $6 billion for the industry to, to make on this program. What do you think the most important thing is to do to try to reduce that as much as possible? Understanding what you just said, and like I said, Linda talked about this on the podcast last week, but... It's going to be there. How do we, who has to do what? Is it 
to make sure that that happens as as little as possible? Well, look, I, I think there. I actually think there is some onus on the lenders. SBA is delegating huge amounts of authority to the lenders to make sure that the applicants are eligible, that they're requesting amounts that that uh, is c- consistent with the program. Uh, so we need our lenders to step up here and do the right thing, not only in making the loans, but in working to ensure eligibility and the proper amounts are loaned. So. Uh, SBA has a network of 1,800 participating lenders on the program. They've never been more needed, and we really need them to be, to some extent, we need them to be stewards of taxpayer dollars here. Doug, we appreciate the insight very much. There's a lot more we could cover, and we're out of time, but we'll turn back to you as this unfolds and see what we can figure out about trying to make this work better. Thanks for being with us, Doug. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.